What's up everyone? It is now April 15th. Game of Thrones has started and March Madness is over. But we're coming at you as always. It's just me and John tonight. We're going to give you our thoughts on the past week. Possibly some new recent breaking news. And, you know, maybe we'll treat you with some Game of Thrones thoughts. Who knows? Whatever whatever happens, we're just going to go with it. Because this is podcasting. guys what's up like i said it's just me and john today john how are you doing pretty good a little tired but happy because it's marathon monday boston marathon today yeah. i'm guessing it's over right yeah all of the runners should be in at this point who won and what was his time and pace so i'm going lawrence Toronto uh-huh. won He won the men's side of the marathon. It was the closest since 1988. It was him and Lalisa DeSisa, who has won the Boston Marathon twice, most famously after the year of the bombing, and then afterwards he gave the medal back to the city. Nice. But Toronto and and DeSisa, head-to-head, there's another guy, three, three of them, Round the corner onto Boylston Street, 600 meters to go, and it's a dead sprint. Wow. And Lalisa DeSisa is just two seconds behind him. Uh Wait, not even. Yeah, it is two seconds. Sorry. Got my decimals mixed up. Big thing because Toronto is Kenyan, DeSisa is Ethiopian. Ooh. And so it's just the trade off between the East African powerhouses. Kenneth. Kipkimoy faded just a little bit over the last 300 yards, finished in 208.07. However, super big notable things. Scott Fobble of Flagstaff, Arizona, he was the first American across the finish line in seventh place with a time of 209.09. And then Jared Ward, he's from Utah, uh, finished with 209.25. He was eighth. Two Americans in the top 10, two Americans under 210, and 210 is a pretty big marathon standard. Like, if you're 210, if you're a sub 210 guy, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then a sub 28 after that, 208 is really big. So, what did the winner get? Result. Uh, yeah. Reward wise? No, um, time wise. Oh, his time. His time was 207.57. Okay, so what is that per mile? Does it say? Oh, man. I could break that down, but that is really fast. Let's see. Probably two oh seven one twenty seven mile. So we are at all right. Um, but it was crazy. And another really important thing about the American men or these Boston marathons, the way that the IAAF, the ruling track body, mm-hmm. 
that with their Tokyo 2020, the Olympics qualifying standards. Mm -hmm. Came out, made it, um, made it so that top 10 qualifies for the Olympics. Oh, wow. Uh, And so you also have to, I think, get a time standard almost. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm interested to see how the USA track and field governing body selects. Because there's tension, you could just go and feasibly qualify and place at one of these marathons, but not necessarily get an Olympic qualifying time to go to the Olympic trials and the Olympic trials is one of the best distance races in America. Yeah. So did the math four fifty three per mile oh. is to a seven fifty seven. Okay. So what's your fastest mile ever? My fastest mile ever? Yeah. It's like four forty two. Right. <laughs> so I, my fastest is four fifty six. And we both ran track we've both been running for a long time. And their pace, ladies and gentlemen, is faster than anything we've ever done. For reference, that is like 75 a lap, right? Is that right? 70 seconds a lap? Yeah, just about. Yeah, so 75 seconds a lap, which for a lot of people is a sprint for 26 miles. So an incredible feat of humanity. Congratulations to all the runners, all the finishers. Um, no small accomplishment finishing a marathon walk or run. So, and also to the city of Boston, coming back from, you know, a horrific event, and to keep going and be in Boston strong. Definitely, uh, definitely an inspiration for everything. And so I can quick quickly plug. On the women's side, wasn't much of a race, but Worknesh Degefa, she's twenty eight year old Ethiopian. Took control around mile four and won around 223.30. And she just pulled away from mile four and just crushed it. Wow. 22 miles left, just pulls away. (laughs) Yeah. So this is her fourth marathon ever. 12 weeks after finishing a marathon in Dubai where she ran a 2.17. And then marathon training is some of the craziest most in bodily intense things like you're not going to be able, that's why elite athletes only cover two or three major marathons a year because the training takes so much on their bodies but super great jordan has say american woman podiumed in third with a 227 flat so nice all around go jordan has say coming back after two heel stress fractures so, super just for her. And hey, go USA. Represent. Yeah. So, that's your little run and fix for for now, at least, until the di- or Diamond Pre, right? Yeah, the Diamond, the Diamond Tour. Yeah, um, where some of the best track and field athletes will compete. Um, but we're going to move on to other sports. In the news, as I'm sure you heard, Tiger Woods won the Masters this weekend. Did you watch the Masters, John, or did you just kind of see the results? Highlights. Okay. I highlights, but did not, yeah, didn't, I was working, so I couldn't really watch yeah. it too much. So I only watched Sunday, because that's, you know, Sunday's the final day. Yeah. And I was watching the leaders, obviously, and Tiger, Molinari, and their third, they were pretty close, but then around holes 11 and 12, 
Molinari would just miss a shot here or par here when Tiger would birdie. And I just had a feeling, I was just like, Tiger's going to win. He's been here before. Yeah. He, he understands pressure. He's got the skill. But most of all, he's one of the greatest golfers ever. And I'm just, I just wasn't going to bet against him. I feel bad for Molinari, who really played well the whole tournament except Sunday when Tiger was just too much. And as much as I personally dislike Tiger as a person, for him to come back from that, from everything that happened with him, the surgeries, everything that went on in his personal life, it's quite a story to come back. Congratulations to him for winning. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not a big fan of him as a person, but as a golfer, one of the best. Yeah, four, yeah, four back surgeries in four years with Achilles problems in the years before that. That's insane. He, I don't think anyone has single-handedly done more for their sport than Tiger Wood has for golf. Yeah. Like, nobody's made it more popular. Nobody's made just single-handedly brought it to the limelight, got people invested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know the ratings go up when Tiger plays. Personally, I know if Tiger's playing, I'm more likely to watch. Um, just because, like, just Tiger really is golf in America. Yeah. Yeah, there's Ricky Fowler, there's Jordan Spieth, other great golfers, Phil Mickelson. They're not Tiger. Tiger is one of his own and right now the best. So. I saw a study. Really yeah. interesting. There's an article released years ago when he was at the top of his game. They're like, isn't Tiger hurting golf just by dominating and obliterating these courses and blah, blah, blah. But people play better when Tiger's competing. Yeah. Um, People play better and have higher scores than if he's just not there. That's like saying like Alabama and Clemson are ruining college football. Where I look at it as like, that's the bar. Beat it. Go get it. And so anyone who says they're ruining the sport, get out. Like, come on. Do you really want to watch less talented golfers or football teams or runners or anything? You want to watch the best. And Tiger is the best. And he kind of showed it. Um, So who knows what this will lead to. He, I, I didn't look up. You know, he's chasing... Some golf greats and overall titles. He just won another green jacket. I don't think anyone would have guessed that. I think they get more green jackets. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, do you think he keeps winning majors? Do I think he'll keep winning majors? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to bet against him. So. I think say. that'll be interesting to see. Uh, also just interested... He's 43. I don't necessarily know the li- the lifespan of golfers. I think golf is an older sport. Yeah, and I know once you get to 50s, you can play in, like, the champions. Mm-hmm. Or the, yeah, the champions part, which is, like, yeah. the old guys. Um, the old guys league. But if his body can hold up, I have just, I'm just interested in, like, 
to quote Batman, you know, like, what breaks first, like, the spirit or the body? Does he go out on top? Does he not? Does yeah, he definitely. It's it? It'll be interesting to see, especially with the surgeries and the torque each, each swing takes yeah. on his body. But nevertheless, congratulations, Tiger, on winning the Masters. Um, yeah, that's all I got on that. What else we got? NHL hockey's playoff started this past weekend. I wish Zay and Roland were here because they, they know more about it. But some headlines... The Penguins, Xavier's team are down three are down three games against the Islanders. The Capitals are up 2-0 um, against the Hurricanes. They played a night they're playing right now actually. And they are I believe new lines came out in Vegas and they are now the favorites to win the Stanley Cup, which is pretty incredible. Um, Las Vegas? Oh, 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 the Caps. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Capitals sorry, are favorites. Okay. Um, I don't really know about the West because yeah, I'm I'm a Caps fan. They're not in the West, but yeah. a lot of people were throwing away the Caps to repeat, and who knows if they'll repeat. The Islanders are playing very well. I mean, I'm just a, more of a casual fan, but I would have thought the Penguins would put up a fight against the Islanders, but the I Islanders are... That's, I thought that too, because I texted Zay, and I was just like, what's going on? This sucks. Yeah. So, they're down 3-0. No teams ever come back, I don't think. In most sports, obviously, the Warriors blew a three to one lead, and but it's hard to come back three games yeah, in a row. Have to win out. Yeah, you'd have to win out, and that's hard, physically, mentally. So, I know as a Caps fan, I want this series to drag out, and I want the Capitals to keep to finish early so you think they can get some rest. But who knows? Islanders may, coached by uh, Capitals former coach, hmm. may maybe some revenge going on there. The bald guy. The bald guy. I think Barry Trotz is his name, the bald guy. So, we'll see what that happens. More impressive that the Caps are slated to win and to be favorites beyond. Yeah. Or with the new coach, mm-hmm. the new system, the yeah. new team philosophy. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Definitely exciting. Um, I've watched a couple games. They're exciting. They're it's NHL playoffs. Just fun. Um, John, would you like to break some recent breaking news to the pod? Yeah, an hour and a half ago, our man, Zion Williamson, went on the gram, a.k.a. Instagram, Yeah, told his following, the Duke faithful, hopefully he told his family before he told them and us, that he was declaring for the NBA draft, said the brotherhood was great, thanked Coach K, said that he learned more in this one year of basketball than he had his whole life. And said, I declare for the 2019 NBA draft. There you go. Nuts. Well, nuts that he's 18 declaring for the NBA draft, that he's good enough to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Interesting to see where he goes and to see how the lottery pans out to see what team picks him. And college basketball is going to miss him. Yeah, but there'll they'll yeah. be other stars every year. Kentucky's going to be good. Duke's going to be good. Granted, I don't think they'll be on Zion's level. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he could have played. I think he could have played in the NBA this past year. He absolutely dominated college basketball, in my opinion. So, good for him. He kind of joked around with everyone. It was just like, we'll see what happens, you know. But I don't think. If he had come back... It'd be wild. Duke would be the favorite. 
Um, but I think Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett declared before Zion did, so I feel like if they all stayed, Zion would have stayed, but since they left, Zion's going to go too. So they're all going to the NBA. Um, so there's rumors or some in the league that think the Knicks are going to win the, the lottery, so they'll draft Zion, and then people think they'll sign Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So just blowing up the NBA in one off season, that'd be crazy. Yep, and according to Zion, he said it would be, and I quote, "dope" unquote, <laughs> to play on the New York Knicks with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Yeah. Also fueled because after he came back from his knee injury after blowing out the shoe after Nike Gate, he was wearing modified Kyrie Irving size 15s, but whatever he's mm. not wearing. Kyrie yeah, Irving shoes. I I don't know how much shoes influence where free agents go because like a ton of a ton of players wear lebron's or kd's or kobe's and you didn't see a ton of i don't know you don't see a ton of players trying to play with lebron right now so but you know who they ain't wearing who big baller brand oh no they're kind of dead we'll see we'll see what happens I, i i do feel bad for them yeah but yeah shoe quality anyways zion 22 and a half points a game, nine rebounds a game, shooting percent is 68. I'm just interested to see how uh, his own playing style translates to the NBA. I think he'll still be able to get to the rim a lot, but the thing about Zion is he can shoot too. Well, he can spot up shoot. We didn't see a ton of pull-ups, which is something he'll add to his game. He'll obviously lose a little more weight in an NBA training program, I think he'll be good. He, You don't pass up on a talent like that. Jumps out of the gym, plays hard on defense. Good instincts, can pass well. He's just an overall good player, and any team would be stupid to pass on him. Yeah. Do you think that, the just as a someone who doesn't know the NBA well, NBA, less of a team sport than the NCAA? Um, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously you need talent to win, but NCAA is really a collection of people working together. So, all right, so, sorry, let me start over. The NBA, they're both working together, but the NCAA, there's less talent. Like, everyone in the NBA is, is very talented. Not everyone in the NCAA is going to get to the NBA. So when you have schools like Loyola Chicago last year, or UMBC beating Villanova, just it the team chemistry means so much more whereas like in the NBA if you have the warriors playing like the suns Kevin Durant, Steph Curry can just go off whenever they want to yeah and everyone else could be garbage so it's definitely more team oriented in the NCAA okay yeah speaking of KD, Steph Curry, LeBron James I think that Zion gets props here from me saying where he wants to compete against them, not just go join their team. Yeah. I mean, some people, like Giannis, say to be the best, you got to beat the best. Players like Jonathan Simmons, who was on the Magic, he might have gotten traded somewhere, but he, I think LeBron recruited him a few years ago to join him in Cleveland, and he goes, "I, I respect, like, you know, you recruiting me. But I want to beat you. So that's what a lot of players want to do. Yeah. 
I think the NBA is something I want to get into more just because of the uh, star power. And I'll even call it, I don't know, some kind of arrogance, like Anthony Davis wearing the uh, That's All Folks t-shirt. Yeah. And get it in for the personalities. He, he says he didn't pick that shirt out. Maybe he has a stylist that picked it out for him. But the, the politics of the NBA is ridiculous. Like, just, just play ball where you want to play ball. Take any heat you get. You're big boys. You're making millions of dollars. You can take some heat. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, that's the NBA. The playoffs started. Um, I haven't really watched any. I'm not really surprised by any. The biggest one, the Magic beat the Toronto Raptors. That's big because there's a 7 over the 2 seed. They stole a game in Toronto, game 1. And... A lot of NBA fans, I think, are very surprised um, because the Magic are kind of like regarded as a subpar organization. Their team, no one ever expected it, but they have some length, some real length that really bothered Toronto. And I'm not a fan of Toronto. I think they always just falter in the playoffs, but we'll see if there's any more upsets and... Uh, see who ends up playing the Warriors for the championship and th- which the Warriors will win. So, we'll see. Do does every NBA team make it to the playoffs? No, there's 30 teams, 16 of them make the playoffs. Oh. So over half of them, but not not all of them. Dang, there's 30 teams in the NBA, man. Yeah. Most notably, Lakers did not make it. LeBron James did not make the playoffs and then the Lakers Ooh. I believe the Lakers over the past few years have the worst record in the NBA, which is not very good. Also, Magic Magic Johnson, I think we talked about it last week, just straight up quit. Oh, we didn't even talk about March Madness. Um, it seems like so long ago, but Virginia beat Texas Tech in an actual thriller. That was, um, like, that was a week ago? Yeah, right? Yeah, I, uh, I was really surprised by the game because... I thought it was going to be like the beginning, very defensive, very slow. Uh, yeah. But it went to overtime, and I really thought Texas Tech could win. Um, I was really annoyed how their one player, number 23, kept shooting threes, and he wasn't making anything from uh, three. Yeah. And I think, he, especially on his last shot in regulation, he could have driven to the rim and gotten a better shot. But he didn't, and congrats to Virginia finally a year after losing as the overall one seed to UMBC, a 16 seed, coming back and winning the championship, definitely a great story and great resilience by Tony Bennett and uh, Virginia, who had a bunch of returning players. Yeah, I can appreciate that, but I can't appreciate Kyle Guy fouling in the door, like in the view of the ref, in the view of everything, and just not. It's just the refs missing calls. The refs missing calls. Yeah, definitely some questionable calls. Called to the, that wouldn't, you know, they called it later as that play developed. There's the double dribble. It wouldn't have happened if Kyle Guy, you know. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But I will begrudgingly give my congrats to UVA. Yeah. Don't expect to make it back there again. I mean... They have some pretty good odds next year because they're not one of those schools where people kind of like one and done. They they stay for they right. bring some returning players. I know, but I gotta gotta have some smack talk. Yeah, no, I hear you. So, that's uh, college. But yeah, that was a week ago. Jeez. You know, 
And with Roland and Zay not on, thrown in their bit. I don't know. Zay, Zay would probably say the refs blew it or something. But we'll try to get them on uh, another recording either this week or definitely next week. Just so we can, you know, get their takes on that. Um, next week is the draft and Avengers Endgame premiere. And the following Sunday is the Battle of Winterfell, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a crazy weekend. Um, you watched it last night, right? The premiere of Game of Thrones? I did. All right, good. I did. And it's so not Easter Sunday, but the Sunday after, which is the Battle of Winterfell. I'm not going to be able to see Avengers Endgame until that Sunday. Yeah, I think I'm watching it for a second time that Sunday. <laughs> so I will see it. I will, my whole week. I'm going to watch, like, four and a half hours of entertainment. Like, I'm going to go from Endgame, have a couple hours break, and then watch the Battle of Winterfell. To decompress and then Winterfell. Because a lot of people are... A lot of people are going to die that day for you, John. I know. A lot of people are all... Like, I'm going to have to stock up on tears or something. Avengers are going to die. Westerosians are going to die. It's going to be an emotional day. Anyway, um, so this is a shorter show. It's just me and John. Um, but we're still gonna, so, do, do we have anything on Twitter before we get to the surprise topic for you? I don't believe so. Alright, that's fine. Here's the surprise topic. I mentioned it before we started recording. Russell Wilson. I have no idea what's going on. Right, so Russell Wilson's, of the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, basically told the Seahawks if there is no deal today, he is not going to sign any long-term deal after the fact. There are rumors that he wants out of Seattle and wants to go to like New- the, the Giants or some other big market city where he and Sierra can kind of just like live their life, which is big because Russell Wilson's arguably a top five, top ten quarterback in the league. That's huge. Wants to leave his team, pro- maybe a combination of money and city, but pe- a lot of people think... Russell Wilson will be traded, if not this offseason, then definitely next offseason. When does his contract run out? So he's, I believe he still has some time on his contract. Definitely at least another year, and they can franchise him for two more years if they want to. Do what okay. like the Redskins did with Kirk Cousin. But yeah. the fact that Russell Wilson, one, like I said, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, wants to leave... That's big. It could shake up the league. Especially, like, if he goes to the Giants. Could you imagine a team with Russell Wilson and Saquon Barkley? Oh, yeah. Crazy. So, give us your thoughts. That's crazy. Because in my mind, fan of football, not necessarily a fan of an NFL team, I've always associated Russell Russell Wilson. Sorry. My mind wants to say Westbrook, but different sport. Uh is the Seattle Seahawks. Right. Like, ever since Beast Mode left, like, I don't know. Like, who, I don't know, who would, who would be, who would be in Seattle? Right. Like, I just, that would take off relevancy, that would, you know, money and revenue would leave, playoff hopes would leave, and I think that's nuts. Yeah. That's, crazy so i'm and i think the city of seattle would miss him a lot like he he goes to the hospital every week and he's a big part of that city Oh, I didn't big know that. part of that but 
I, I was listening to some podcast today, and they were saying, you know, Seattle might not be weird. They might just be willing to trade him and get... Let's just say they trade him to the Giants this year. They get 6-17 and the 2, and maybe next year's 2. They get a lot of good high picks. Yeah. Who's to say they trade Russell, they get build up their defense, build up their running game, which is how they won before Russell, or the early stages of Russell, or trade up and get Kyler Murray, another... Young, athletic quarterback, shorter. Who's to say that? Like, there there are so many possibilities that could happen. And I really don't think Seattle's that worried about it. Yeah. I'm just kind of shocked Russell wants to leave Seattle and everything he's done there. Yeah, no, I agree. That's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I you know, I heard this a couple weeks ago, didn't think anything of it but now a lot of people are talking about it and it could be a real possibility even though realistically the Seahawks could hold on to him until his contract runs out plus two years basically with the franchise tag so they don't have to get rid of him but if they think they can get a ton for him why not yeah that's true like if you're already planning to leave cash in while he's big yeah so we will see Crazy, crazy, crazy. The NFL is just going nuts lately. If he went to New York, that would... That'd be crazy. Blow your mind. I mean, not just, just because, like... Just because of him and Saquon. Well, not just that, but also, like, then you got Carson Wentz in the Eagles. You got Zeke Elliott in the Cowboys. Redskins are competitive team, but I think that puts New York just back on the map and back in relevance. So that would be huge. If Rob's gone, so thrown up the huh? that thrown is up. I don't yep. know if they're in the same division, league, whatever it's called. Who? Like Rob Gronkowski's gone. So I don't oh know yeah, so they're on. The there's like the NFC and the AFC. Seahawks, Giants, all those teams are NFC. Patriots are in the AFC. Okay, but it would it would still shake up the league. Yeah, um, a lot of people are singing saying this decision is being driven by Russell Wilson's lo- wife who's, like, a big entertainer, singer, pop star, who just likes the big cities of, like, L.A. Oh, yeah. Or New York. And L.A. is kind of... They got Philip Rivers. They got Jared Goff. They're, they don't really need... They got, like... They don't need Russell Wilson, really. The Giants, they need a quarterback. Russell Wilson to New York. It's kind of an interesting fit, so we'll see what happens. It's only one way to find yeah, out. Yeah, only... Yeah, exactly. I, I don't... I really don't think anything will happen this off season. Um, I, but either whenever it happens, it's that you know that would be like like any big player of a team wanting to be traded, like Drew Brees wanted to leave the Saints, Tom Brady wanted to leave the Patriots. It, it, like he is, you think the Seahawks? You think Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson it's like yeah. the icon of it's it's huge. It's their brand. And like I said, I don't know if it's money related or anything, but it's still big. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you have any more stuff you want to talk about? Uh, the last little bit, plugging in Roland in Liverpool. Grind out a win this past week against Chelsea. Mo Salah, look up the goal outside of the box. Rockets it into the goal. If Liverpool win this, win the league, season-defining goal, hands down, that is going to be the goal 
that people go back in YouTube five, ten years later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Like, just the power and the pace and the goalkeeper, Keppa, like, dives, looks over, knows it's gone, just praying it goes wide, just watches it goes in the, watch it go in the back of the net. Did, did he bend it like Beckham? He did not bend it like Beckham. It was just a straight shot, not a dead ball. All right, let me all right, let me look this up right now. It it was great. Um, not the not a Zlatan esque goal. Not a Wayne Rooney, Cristiano Ronaldo, thirty five yards out goal. Not a Champions League bicycle kick, but a hard to pull off shot. Hard power. It was great. I think Liverpool handled when Chelsea got into the game, and it was a great day for the color red, a.k.a. So Mo Salah versus Chelsea, is that right? Yeah. Okay. It was a great day for the color red, a.k.a. Tiger winning, a.k.a. Liverpool winning. Liverpool have four games left, and if they can win out, hard game against Liverpool, against Newcastle away. Manchester City have Tottenham, Manchester United, Leicester City, Brighton, Hove Albion, and one other team, and I don't know if they can win out. Oh, lefty laser. Wow. Yeah, is that crazy? Is Mo Salah the best player in the world after Ronaldo and Messi? No. And Neymar? And Mbappe? No, I would say he's dead. I don't know, it's hard. Best? I would, I would put him like top 10 most valuable because what's the value goals mm-hmm. he scores goals not as he's not the goal scorer that maybe Mbappe Mbappe was this season yeah Neymar or Neymar kind of sort of but Messi and Ronaldo have been their entire life gotcha he's he scored I think maybe like 20 goals all season Messi and Ronaldo were at the 40 mark. Okay. Uh, but he's definitely top 10 most valuable, not only for that, but for his marketing value. He's the king of Egypt, as people call him. He's a great goal scorer. I would still rather have uh, Harry Kane from Tottenham or Sergio okay. Aguero from Manchester City, mostly because he's when he's cold, he's like really cold. Gotcha. And Is- he's just getting back into form, which is what I think Liverpool need if they want to win this season. Does he impact the game other than scoring? Uh, Kind of, sort of. He makes great runs from box to box doing his defensive work. It's just, it's hard because nobody on Liverpool has great attacking, has a great attacking mindset other than their number nine, Roberto Firmino. So it's like you don't have this number 10 uh, center attacking midfielder that can thread the needle, that can create something out of nothing. Yeah, definitely. But okay. That's um, Mo Salas. He's really likable. He's great, a great goal scorer. I would still, I would even put Eden Hazard, a Chelsea player. Oh, Eden Hazard. Nasty. He's great. He's a good player. And as a Tottenham fan, my two favorite teams in the Premier League are Tottenham and whoever's playing Chelsea that week. <laughs> and I have to give my respect to Eden Hazard. Yeah, he's, so. I like. When I watched the World Cup and it was him, De Bruyne, and who's the other guy on Belgium? There's Vincent Company. 
our midfielder? No, he's Ramalu a striker. Lukaku. He's a striker. Romelu Lukaku. Lukaku, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luka- it's Lukaku. Just watching Belgium, I really thought Belgium was going to just destroy and blaze through the tournament with him, with those three, but they didn't. But They yeah. did well, though. Excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Hit them and Croatia with Modric and Ratchetic. Wild. I love the World Cup. I wish it was every year, but it can't. Um, so, do you have a favorite sports moment of the week? Favorite sports moment of the week is just the Boston Marathon. I think what that whole environment is, the whole weekend, the Friday through this Monday, is an incredible thing for the sport of running. I just looked up. There were, dang, there were like eight or nine women in the top twenty. Yeah. Of um, in the top, or uh, not eight or nine women, but I'm saying there were a lot of American women in the top half of the elite finishers. Super pumped for American distance for American women's distance running is Gallon Rupp a marathon runner or is he, he is he is now at least because I remember he was just like a miler yeah Did... he was yeah started out with the mile ended like gained some notor- notoriety winning in or uh, getting runner up in the 2012 5k 10k and now he's moved on to a to the marathons, but I'm not too sure when he's competing. Okay, so he did not run in Boston? He did not run today. Okay. Any reason why? Just didn't want to? Do you know? I I guess not. He might be injured or be sick, but I can't totally remember. Okay. Well, my favorite sports moment of the week, I don't really have a sports moment. I didn't watch a ton. My favorite moment of the week was Game of Thrones premiere. Um... I loved it. We'll probably talk more about it after off the off the airwaves, but I was I was pleased. I was pleased. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. So if you want us to talk about Game of Thrones on this podcast or maybe even a second recording, let us know. We're not gonna take up any time uh you know, of the sports people expecting sports. We're not gonna talk about Game of Thrones because unless you want us to. But until then, we will catch you next week. Uh, Another slow week. You know, NHL playoffs, early rounds, NBA playoffs, early rounds. Um, But who knows what will happen. And uh, we hope you guys listen on. So peace and see you later.